coming to you dead in front of a dead studio audience. 31 days, 31 podcasts. It's Helpful Snowman Potoween 2023. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to day three of Helpful Snowman. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a special that I had never seen before um, called Halloween Town. Now, I gather that this is, um, this seems to be like a mixed bag of like, there was a, probably a window where kids uh, have very fond memories of this movie. And it, it turned into like a series of movies. And uh, I'm guessing that there are either kids who are mostly, well, they're adults now, who are very familiar with this or have never seen it and never really heard of it and don't even know what it is. My suspicion is because uh, I think this was on Disney Channel. I think this was a Disney movie. And so it was like, if you didn't have the Disney Channel, you wouldn't, you would basically have no idea about it, right? Um, so uh, let's just, let's just get right into the story here. So the story is that there's this family and it opens and there's three kids. There's a girl who's 13. There's her younger brother who's probably like 10. And there's a, a g- small girl who's like five. Um, the 13 year old like wants to do how wants to go to a Halloween party. And mom's like, no, cause mom's like, no, we will be doing no Halloween in this house. You know, the rules, uh, the boy is like a nerdlinger, the Simon of the group, if you will, according to his calculations, probably all the time. And then the youngest girl is, uh, I don't know, just cute. I guess she's there to be the youngest girl. So, so anyway, for it's as a, as an adult watching this, you're like immediately suspicious because the mom is like, for no real reason, is like, we don't do anything Halloween. You know, it's like Halloween doesn't exist in this house. You'll not be going to a Halloween party, even though the 13 year old is wearing like, uh, you know, orange jeans or something. She was wearing a very Halloween colored outfit is how I remember it. But, you know, other, I guess that... <laughs> That's maybe the way to skirt the rules. So, you know, they're not allowed to leave. They're not allowed to eat any candy. They're not allowed to do anything. And uh, then unexpectedly, Grandma shows up for a visit. Now, we see her show up on, like, a flying bus that deposits her at the street corner. And she kind of Mary Poppins down from the bus. It doesn't actually, it, like, flies in. She steps off it and floats down and, you know, comes in the comes in the house. And the kids apparently don't know that there's anything unusual about grandma. But then, of course, you and I watching this are like, what's going on with grandma? So we find out pretty shortly that grandma's a witch and so is mom. And they're from this place called Halloween Town. And the way this works is uh, if the if the girl doesn't start her witch training uh, during her 13th the year that she's 13 on Halloween, which is kind of funny because I came up with this idea last episode of 13 being your last trick-or-treat year um, before I even saw this special. So this confirms that I was correct. Anyway, she's supposed to start her witch training or whatever on her thir- the year that she has her 13th Halloween. and um, But the mom is like, no, 
She's going to stay here and be in the regular world and be a regular human um, because that's where we live and that's what we do. Uh, it, Dad's dead, by the way. He died like in an accident or something. I'm not sure how this gets mentioned. But, you know, everyone's kind of sad about it. But it seems like it must have happened quite a while ago because the kids are like not happy about it. But it seems like this is more mom's problem than the kids. So anyway, for some reason, mom is like, no, she's not going to learn how to be a witch. And if you don't learn how to be a witch that 13th year, I guess you never succeed in it. Like it, it goes away. The window closes and you'll never be a witch. So the kids follow grandma when she leaves. And she gets on some funky, she gets on the weird bus and they get on the weird bus and they're like, yeah, everybody's dressed for Halloween. And then they get to Halloween town and then they realize like, holy shit, this is a Halloween town. The name does not disappoint. So they go to their grandma's house. She's like, oh, fuck, you're not supposed to be here. But then is also like, well, maybe you could stay for a while. And there's some kind of evil plot happening here. This is probably the least fleshed out part of Halloween Town, and I'm not sure it was necessary. But there's some kind of ghoul doing something for some reason that I'm not entirely sure of. He's taken over a movie theater where he's made a portal to hell on the screen or something. And then everyone in the theater is somebody who he has cast a spell on. And they're just sitting there frozen for some reason. I'm not entirely sure why. At one point, they go in the the kids go in the movie theater, and it's like a bunch of corpses. It looks like, but it turns out it's just because uh, they're not dead because of the wizard. They're they were looked like corpses before, and then this guy froze them in the movie theater. I'm not clear on what's going on. Uh, the movie has kind of a Harry Potter vibe because it's like they get on a magic bus. They go to this other world. It turns out they're, you know, witches, warlocks, and whatever. And everybody in this world also is like a monster. You know, there's like ogres and ghosts and a skeleton man and all kinds of shit. Um, so anyway, it turns out they have to sort of like... Uh, they have to get a bunch of stuff to do a magic spell. And, you know, grandma and mom are frozen and dispatched in this movie theater so the kids have to do it themselves so you're like all right this is a pretty classic setup so you know they have to get like uh this is the good part of the movie they have to get like werewolf hair so they go and they find a werewolf who's a barber and you know they cut off some of his hair and they go they have to find a vampire's fang so they go to the halloween town dentist and get a vampire's fang you know all kinds of shit like that which is always a good setup for a story of like, you have to collect these five items and it gives them an excuse to kind of explore the town and also gives them, it gives them something to do, right? A movie takes a little too long to get to that, to the part of like they're doing a thing, but we get there. Um, so anyway, they get the thing, they put it in like this magical rod, all the ingredients and that fixes Halloween. It somehow vanquishes the evil, right? Um, the weirdest part I think is this movie is like mom is so anti-witch and anti-Halloween town and she keeps saying cryptic things like you don't understand because you know the kids are obviously like I want to be a witch I want to live in Halloween town I want to do all this stuff and um, mom is like there are things you don't know about it you know it's like and you're I guess I was expecting 
you know, it's got some dark secret. And I was like, is this going to be like, is Halloween Town the reason dad's dead somehow? You know what I mean? Is that kind of where this all goes? Of course, the answer is no, because this is like a kid's movie. I don't know why I was thinking like it would have this dark turn, you know, like it was like, oh, your dad was killed by a warlock or something. Or (laughs) I was even like, maybe this will be like an emotional thing. Your father died and all the magic in the world couldn't save him. So I turned my back on magic after that. You know what I mean? Like, what good is magic if it can't do the one thing I really wanted and save your father? Um, I can do goofy shit like float a cookie across the room into my mouth, which happens at one point. But it couldn't save the one person I loved more than anything else. So I thought, like, what good is it? I don't know why my dumb brain was like, oh, that's where this is headed. Because obviously that's not where it's going to go. Um, because that would be a, that would be way too much for a kid's <laughs> So, I mean, it does turn out that dad's just dead from an accident. But it, it felt weird. And it did make me wonder if there was like a rewrite. Because dad being dead seemed to be a significant portion of this. And also um, mom's hatred of magic being a witch, whatever, seemed to be significant. So my suspicion is that maybe there was some connection there that eventually, because, you know, she was like, you don't know things about Halloween Town. There's stuff you don't know. And at one point, the daughter's like, you're right, Mom. I didn't know everything. You know, I didn't know everything I thought I knew. But it doesn't really, I, I never really felt like we got there of like, ooh, this is the dark side. I mean, there's like a bad wizard guy trying to take it over, but I'm like, isn't that always the fucking case? Doesn't matter if it's like a Hocus Pocus or a Harry Potter. There's always some fuckhead trying to ruin everybody's good time with Halloween. Um. Anyway, um, I think, well, okay, while I'm talking about Hocus Pocus, by the way, I'm going to do a confession slash hot take. So I saw Hocus Pocus for the first time all the way through like last year. And I get why this is a Halloween classic, but also it felt to me like a lot of people must have pretty hard nostalgia goggles for it. And that's fine. You know, I got nothing against that. If you enjoy a movie because it's genuinely good or you enjoy a movie because you've got nostalgia for it, I don't really see those as being, you know, different. Um, Because to me, it's like, well enjoying a movie is like a subjective thing anyway right so why why would we pretend there's some objective correct way to enjoy a movie or like there's a right reason to enjoy a movie and a wrong reason but um i think halloween town i probably enjoyed just as much as hocus pocus it's a little less bloated it's a little less long it's a little less like oh we've got to give uh babs her star moment you know sing something or whatever um I just, the thing is, I don't have, for neither of these movies do I have that, like, love of watching it as a child. I think I was just a little too old for Hocus Pocus or something when it came out. Like, it just never, it was just something that passed me by for one reason or another. And so I don't have that feeling. And Halloween Town was the same. And having watched both now, I'm like, hey, I think I enjoyed Halloween Town better. I mean, it's cheaper. But it also felt a little bit more like it had something interesting happening to me for some reason. Um, I guess the idea for the movie came one of the 
I don't know, writer, director, producer types. Um, the idea came because one of his kids was like, where do all the monsters and creatures go after Halloween is over? And he called up someone else who would later be his like partner in the movie and maybe in life too, I think. And was like, I just had this, you know, my kid just said this thing and I'm having this thought. I don't know exactly where to go with it. But yeah, where do the monsters go? What if we did something about where the monsters are when it's not Halloween? And that's kind of how Halloween Town was born. So I think it, it comes from that place, which is sort of nice. Um, but as far as these kind of movies go, like I never really got that into these kind of movies because and like Harry Potter and that kind of thing. And like, it's sort of a sad thing from my life, which is like, I never felt like there was some magic secret to uncover. I never thought I had like powers that would manifest at some point. I never thought that like my family is special and you know, if, I think I feel like that's kind of like where this go comes from is people feeling like my family is special to me and like making a movie where we're all witches or something kind of like explains that feeling. And I guess I never felt that way, which is kind of sad. But you know, I think the my favorite thing about this was so there was a whole series of Halloween Town movies. There was Halloween Town 2, there was Halloween Town High. And then I think they did a reboot, uh, which was returned to Halloween Town like many years later, and it had like a different cast and stuff. So the reviews of it on Letterboxd are hilarious. Uh, let's see. Where the fuck is Sophie is the first one. Sophie's the youngest daughter. Uh, second review. Grandma accidentally killed Sophie and is hiding it poorly. <laughs> uh, this next one is just hashtag not my Marnie. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, Kimberly J. Brown Solidarity. I don't know who that is, but that must be someone in the original movie. Um, they really recasted Marnie, that's the main girl, and thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. Also, I can't believe they put a Jesse McCartney song in this movie. Um, and you all complained about Rise of Skywalker being a terrible end to a franchise. <laughs> This other one just says, the Aggie Cromwell, I think that's the mom, backstory had me so freaking shook when I was seven. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no hate to Lucas Grabeel, but the fact that Disney not only thought it was more important for his character return in the final film than fucking Kimberly J. Brown as Marnie, but they also made his character straight as if he wasn't fruity as hell in the third film, as if Lucas Grable did not pioneer the gay-coded decom character, the homophobia of it all, the indignity. <laughs> there's bad, and then there's let's replace our lead actress from the previous three films in the fourth installment of our Disney Channel original movie series bad. Um, should we do one more? Uh, this is a half star review from Lucy. I once watched this movie when I was 10. I had one of the worst cases of the flu I've ever had in my entire life. I laid on my bed watching Disney Channel all day whilst moaning in pain, constantly feeling as if I'm going to throw up. There was a scene at a party where one of the characters had, and I want to make this very clear, the grossest plate of hot wings I have ever seen. They were drenched in hot sauce, and there were so many of them. The character holding the plate of hot wings basically held the plate up to the camera and said, Who wants some hot wings? 
I then bolted to the bathroom and had a grueling throw-up session. This film gets half a star out of pure spite. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, okay, so I guess what I'm trying to say, like, the reason it has Hocus Pocus vibes for me is, like, because of that, right? People have very strong <laughs> feelings about this movie and this franchise. And I understand why, you know, objectively. I'm like, I get it. Big part of your childhood, all that stuff. But yeah, kind of a message to movie makers out there too. Like, listen, I can't imagine that, you know, no offense to her. I don't think that Kimberly J. Brown, who was Marnie in the first three movies, is probably up to a lot. Oh, also, last little fact. Uh, the mom in the movie was played by the lady who was April O'Neil in the Ninja Turtles movie. So, you know, that's like, uh, I mean, she was mom for a lot of kids. There's like a lot of sitcom and movie moms from the 80s and 90s. And I'm like, hmm, she she nailed it with two franchises there. One much bigger than the other. But uh, that's those are those are pretty two solid like momish characters from a resume. And uh, I'm all for it. 